0: Thank you for joining me for worship today. Today is the sixth Sunday after Pentecost. Our order of service is the service of the word beginning on page 38 in the front of our hymnals. We're going to open right now with hymn number 294, Baptized into Your Name Most Holy, a hymn that kind of focuses on the epistle reading that we'll hear today.
1: you
0: you. we have come into the presence of God who created us to love and serve him as his dear children but we have disobeyed him and deserve only his wrath and punishment therefore let us confess our sins to him and plead for his mercy merciful Father in heaven I am altogether sinful from birth in countless ways I have sinned against you and do not deserve to be called your child. But trusting in Jesus, my Savior, I pray, have mercy on me according to your unfailing love. Cleanse me from my sin and take away my guilt. God, our Heavenly Father, has forgiven all your sins by the perfect life and innocent death of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has removed your guilt forever. You are his own dear child. May God give you strength to live according to his will. Amen. In the peace of forgiveness, let us praise the Lord.
1: Oh, taste and see that the Lord
0: Sunday after Pentecost is from Romans chapter 6 verses 1 to 11, a reading which reminds us as the hymn we sang just said, that our baptism, what it does is it unites us to Christ and to a new and glorified life in him. Paul wrote, what shall we say then, shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? If we have been united with him like this in his death, we shall certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus says, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Hallelujah. us that his message and when we proclaim his message that may cause us troubles in this life but it does also give to us rewards that are now as believing children of God and forever in heaven Jesus said do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives the one who sent me. Anyone who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And anyone who receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he is my disciple, I tell you the truth, he will certainly not lose his reward. Let's continue now with our next hymn. That's hymn number 530, Hark, the Church Proclaims Her Honor. Bye. with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is our Old Testament reading from Jeremiah chapter 28 verses 5 to 9. Then the prophet Jeremiah replied to the prophet Hananiah before the priests and all the people who were standing in the house of the Lord. He said, Amen. May the Lord do so. May the Lord fulfill the words you have prophesied by bringing the articles of the Lord's house and all the exiles back to this place from Babylon. Nevertheless, listen to what I have to say in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. From early times, the prophets who preceded you and me have prophesied war, disaster, and plague against many countries and great kingdoms. But the prophet who prophesies peace will be recognized as one truly sent by the Lord only if his prediction comes true. Let's bow our heads for prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, who art our strength and our salvation. Amen. My dear fellow Christians who want to hear the true Word of God. It's easy to be completely sincere and yet completely wrong. And to illustrate that point I'd talk about a story of this physician in an operating room he was giving a mixture of oxygen and an anesthetic gas to this patient and as he was administering that oxygen and anesthesia to that patient what happened is that the oxygen tank went empty and and what he did is he got another tank that was labeled oxygen and he attached it to his system and gave it to the man. And tragically, what happened is that immediately he died. Immediately, he died. The coroner's autopsy of the situation revealed that what had happened is that he had died from carbon dioxide. What tragically was the case is that that container canister was labeled oxygen when instead what was in the canister was pure carbon dioxide. Somehow or other it had been mislabeled and an investigation into the situation, well, the manufacturer of the canister, he didn't accept any blame for it, he wasn't found guilty and no one was really found guilty of negligence there, just something happened no one wanted the tragedy to happen no one wanted the tragedy to happen yet they were all sincerely wrong in what happened there and concerning this deadly tragedy it was said This incident demonstrates that good intentions are not enough. Likewise, in the matter of salvation, many people are saying, as long as I am sincere, I'll come out all right in the end. But they are sadly mistaken. One must be absolutely certain about eternal matters. Many things called salvation, forgiveness, and life are mislabeled. That's a scary-sounding statement, isn't it? When people are sincere, yet mistaken, some real tragedies can take place in this life. And our reading, it addresses the question, what should we believe? And as it asks the question, it really gets us to see that the voices are many out there. The Voices are many out there, but only the message of God's Word is true. And that's the message that we'll want to listen to. Our reading for today teaches that to us, that when people are sincere yet mistaken, some real tragedies can take place in this life. There were two prophets that are mentioned in our reading, Hananiah and Jeremiah. Hananiah was one who told the people, basically, go ahead and do whatever you want to do, and, and God's going to bless you. Jeremiah, on the other hand, said, repent of your sins. Look to the Lord for his forgiveness and look to the Holy Spirit for his help to fight against the sin that's in your life. And then you will enjoy God's blessings. And when he was saying you'll enjoy God's blessings, he was of course first referring to God's spiritual blessings. But then of course he's also referring to earthly blessings material blessings if that's what God knows is going to be what's best for us in this life. In the case of the two prophets, you see someone like Jeremiah. He was sincere in sharing God's word. And sharing God's word and giving people the message that they needed to hear. Hananiah, well, we don't know for sure. Was he sincere yet mistaken in in thinking he was kind of like that doctor who was clearly thinking he was giving oxygen and the anesthesia to the patient when he wasn't? Was that Hananiah or was Hananiah someone who knew that he was lying as he was sharing that message with the people? kind of would hope that he was thinking he was telling the truth, but actually, whether he was sincere yet mistaken, or insincere and terribly wrong, either is just as bad for the people. However, you kind of hope that he didn't think he was telling lies and leading the people astray deliberately misleading the Jews. But now to understand this reading we really kind of need to understand the historical context of what was going on here. It was 593 B.C. when some Jews had already been exiled to Babylon at the time of our reading here. The the fall of of Jerusalem That would take place in 586 BC and in 597 BC. That's when King Nebuchadnezzar, he removed all of the valuable vessels from the temple and exiled another 10,000 of the Jews. Then what Nebuchadnezzar did is he installed Zedekiah as a puppet king there in Jerusalem over the southern kingdom of Judah. Babylon was taking over what was supposed to be God's chosen people. And all this was taking place basically because the Jews weren't listening to what God said. They weren't listening. They were worshiping idols. They were going their own way and God was going to discipline them. The Lord had Jeremiah, his faithful prophet, tell the people that, that, that this discipline was coming. He was going to put those people under the rule of the Babylonians and the message of the prophet Jeremiah, what it did is it warned those people who would not yield to Babylon under these circumstances. God said, This is going to happen, accept it. Then he identified as liars all the prophets, the diviners, the interpreters of dreams, the mediums, the sorcerers. He invented, and, and he invented revealed all of those people as liars in their false message of hope that they were giving to the people. Just before our reading, Hananiah, a false prophet, he prophesied the location in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the priests and all the people. There he prophesied that what the Lord was going to do, he was about to break the power and the dominion of the Babylonians, and the Jews would return to Palestine and the vessels of the temple would be restored. Everything would be great and wonderful. That's what he taught, told the people. And our reading today is Jeremiah's response to that false message from Hananiah. Our reading says, Then the prophet Jeremiah replied to the prophet Hananiah." before the priests and all the people who were standing in the house of the Lord he said amen may the Lord do so Ananiah had publicly said to all the people everything is going to be just fine don't worry keep on doing as you're doing worship those idols God's going to bless us God's going to take care of us so That's basically what Hananiah said, so what Jeremiah did is he publicly addressed what Hananiah had said, and as a true child of God, what Jeremiah desired is that the people wouldn't have to continue to endure that Babylonian captivity, that the articles of the temple would be restored, that Jerusalem would be restored. But Jeremiah wanted the people to return to the Lord and to enjoy the Lord's blessings again. Jeremiah said, May the Lord fulfill the words you have prophesied by bringing the articles of the Lord's house and all the exiles back to this place from Babylon. Tragically, what Hananiah was doing is he was giving the people a false hope a terrible false hope. He was contradicting what God had said, and, well, like I said, he was telling the people, continue to do what you're doing. Continue your idol worship. God's going to overlook all that. God's not going to care. God's going to bless us again. Thankfully, what Jeremiah was doing is not giving them a false message of hope. He was giving them a true hope, basically. And, and in his true hope, he, was say, he said to them, nevertheless, listen to what I have to say in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. He was a faithful prophet, and he wanted to, the people to hear what God wanted them to hear, what God had told him to tell them. He had said... Now reform your ways and your actions and obey the Lord your God. Then the Lord will relent and not bring the, the disaster he has pronounced against you. Hananiah wasn't calling the people to repentance. Jeremiah was. So what should we believe as we look at this? Well, What we say here is that the voices are many. Some who are out there saying that they're proclaiming the truth, well, some are proclaiming the truth. Some think they are proclaiming the truth, and yet they are mistaken. And tragically, well, tragically, in a sense, there are some who are knowingly, telling lies and leading people astray. What should we believe? Well, what God's word says. What Jeremiah was telling the people. What God's word says. Now, Jeremiah, he's still speaking to us today. He's calling us to live lives of repentance We dare never live our lives thinking that we can do whatever we may want to do, whatever our sinful nature is encouraging us to do. Instead, we'll want to live lives of repentance. That's why what we do in our worship services is we regularly begin our worship services with a confession of our sins. We too, like the Jews, We've sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that should deeply trouble us. But then isn't it wonderful that after we've confessed our sins, we can know that we have this gracious and loving and merciful God. And after we've confessed our sins, what does God say to us? He says, I forgive you all your sins. Then he doesn't say, now go out and do whatever you want. No, but then he says, go and sin no more. As Jesus said to that adulterous woman who came to him, who was brought to him by Jesus' enemies, they wanted Jesus to say, stone her to death. He encouraged her to live a life of repentance, to go and sin no more. And what Jesus also does is he sends the Holy Spirit to us to help us to grow in our faith and to fight against the sin that would be in our lives so that we can do, as Jesus said, work at going and sinning no more. Our reading, it has talked about false hope versus true hope. False hope? from a false prophet said, go ahead, keep on doing what you're doing, whatever you like to do and and God's going to bless you. God and true prophets like Jeremiah, on the other hand, say, look to the Lord in faith, confess your sins, trust in the Lord for forgiveness and, and look to the Lord for help to fight against sin and and you will be blessed. Now you know we're, we're still living in a sinful world. We'll want to live those lives of repentance but we still live in a sinful world and what does that mean? It means that there are going to be wars and rumors of war. There'll be strife and there'll be tension. There will be famines and earthquakes and pestilences terrible diseases. There will be all of those things, but God will bless us with his grace and mercy and love, and he'll help us to live as his believing children. Jeremiah said, Nevertheless, listen to what I have to say in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. From early times, the prophets who preceded you and me have prophesied war, disaster, and plague against many countries and great kingdoms. Jeremiah was basically saying, God's faithful prophets have never said, go ahead and do whatever you want and expect God to bless you. God's faithful prophets have always said, like Jeremiah, if you sin and rebel against God, what you can expect is that God will discipline. He will allow hardships into your life to get you to wake up, to try to lead you to repentance to, so that you can enjoy God's blessings again. Well, referring to Hananiah, then, Jeremiah said, but the prophet who prophesies peace And understand here that what God is saying is there would be discipline and judgment. But the prophet who prophesies peace will be recognized one truly sent by the Lord only if his prediction comes true. Ananiah was proven to be a false prophet, even though. The people liked what he said. And maybe he even believed that what he was saying was really true. But he was actually like that doctor who, unbeknownst to him, took that canister of carbon dioxide and mixed it with the anesthesia and ended up killing that man's life. But of course what Hananiah was doing... What all those false prophets were doing, what all the false prophets in the world are doing today is something even so much worse because they're not just killing the body, they're also killing the eternal soul. So many sincere yet mistaken leading people to their eternal destruction. Thank God for faithful prophets like Jeremiah. And pray the Lord, of course, for more and more faithful prophets like that, that God would work through the Word of God to lead those who have been led astray to get back to what the Word of God has to say. There are tragically many who profess to be Christians, they're sincere yet they're mistaken. And we'll want to pray that that's not us, that we instead are sincere and are faithfully sharing God's word. We're blessed when we hear words like what Jeremiah had to say, which really are the same as Jesus' words when he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. So don't tell God. I'm going to do whatever I want to do and expect to be blessed. Say instead, show me my sin, show me my Savior from sin, send the Holy Spirit to me to help me to fight against the sin that's in my life, help me to grow in my faith, and." I will be so richly blessed as a forgiven child of God now in this life and forever with God in heaven. So what should we believe? As I've said, the voices are many out there. But only the message of God's word is true. Before Jesus was crucified, Jesus prayed to God the Father about His disciples back then and about us and really about all believers. He said, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. God's word, the truth, is what we need to hear and what we should believe. The psalmist said, The psalmist said, God's word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. It will never lead us astray. Amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. And let's confess our faith with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's pray. O God, you have prepared joys beyond understanding for those who love you. Pour into our hearts such love for you that, loving you above all things, we may obtain your promises, which exceed all that we can desire. We pray through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. think about the 4th of July holiday that we just celebrated, we pray. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, as we think of the 4th of July, we again are so thankful for the freedoms that we have in our country. Help us to cherish them and, and take advantage of those freedoms to be able to share the gospel with as many people as we possibly can. But as we think of those freedoms, help us especially to cherish the freedom that we have in Christ. Freedom from Satan, sin, death, and hell. The best freedoms that there are. And Lord God, as we think of the many in our congregation on our prayer list, we keep on praying and saying, if it's your will, grant healing, grant restoration, grant your strength. But we always say, Please keep on giving to all of us more of your grace and your mercy and your love. The greatest blessings of all. We pray this in Jesus' name and in his name we join in praying. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Let's join in singing our prayer for our country.
1: God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains, to the prairies, to the oceans, white with foam, God bless America, my home, sweet home. God bless America, my home, sweet home.
0: Thank you for joining me for worship. Just a couple of announcements to share with you. Just a reminder that, well, Thursday this week, we have a voters' meeting. Thursday is also Ariane Momberg's birthday. That's the young, well, German foreign exchange student who stayed with the Hubert's a few years, quite a few years ago. Thursday is also Phil and Janine Norder's anniversary. Mentioned the people in our prayer list. Well, maybe just one particular addition. Deb Spitzley took a little bit of a fall and, and got banged up from that. Uh, well, we'll keep her in our prayers to recuperate from that fall quickly. I think that's what I have for announcements right now. Thank you again for joining me for worship. The Lord bless and keep you always.